this is Pondering Bhutan with Ajushiro Taro and Hajimitsu Boy. I'm Connor, and I'm here with my co-host, Neve. Hi, I'm Neve. This is a lighthearted and uproarious comedy that's dedicated to Eiji Nonaka's manga series, Kermarty High School. And today we are continuing our read-through of Volume 2 with Chapter 42, uh, titled I'm a Soji Man. Yeah. <laughs> this this bodes well because you like instantly the first word you said just like turned into internet static for me oh cool uh, that's always good <laughs> when yeah. we could start out like that um, um yeah i think my my uh we didn't record last week despite the fact that we kind of pretended like we were recording last week um less so than the other time that we recorded two back to back uh, yeah, did, but we, I think, did we release an episode last week? Yeah. Uh, it was the one that you started by by speaking in French. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Um, and then we were trying to... I don't know to, why I would have done that. And then we were trying to figure out that song. Uh, and I still nobody has guessed it, so... Um, but anyway, my my internet seems to like when recordings are regular uh, <laughs> and then gets confused any time that it gets slightly disrupted because it like forgets that it needs to give me the internet to record if I'm not like doing it at the same time every week. So Yeah, so you're like fully embracing this theory now. Yeah. I, it just seems to hold up. I it I when we consistently record at the same time, uh I just feel like we don't really run into those internet issues. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Yeah. It just, it keeps, (laughs) it just keeps the internet like, you know, greased up. (laughs) Yeah. So we just go, continue to move smoothly uh, through the, their bandwidth. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, it's always problematic when your internet gets too dry. Um, oh i hate it i hate a dry internet (laughs) Um, (laughs) me too yeah you really have to uh it takes some time to to warm back up Um, yeah once you you know if you need things to to go down smooth uh, i recommend a nice refreshing can of squirt soda (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah right official sponsor uh, yeah of ghost Remember, and Pondering when things Pluton. are getting too dry, it's time to squirt. <laughs> <laughs> the only, <laughs> the only <laughs> lasting solution to dryness. Yeah. Um, yeah, we finally got that squirt sponsorship contract for Puton worked out. Yeah, we've had so it for can... Ghost Divers for a while, but um, there's a lot of a lot more paperwork than I thought to extend it to this podcast. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It took um, a while. It was much tougher negotiation. We had I think we had a lot more leverage this time. Yeah. With uh just Puton being like such more of a high value podcast. Yeah. We get uh, so many more listeners to this podcast than like we're talking about like Iron Blooded Orphans over nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, Marty no, High yeah. School chapter by chapter read through barely talk about it. That is where the money is. Yeah, we knew that nobody would care about the IBO thing. Yeah, we just did that mostly for, uh, like ourselves. We actually we have a wheel that we spin. Uh, 
Should I? Maybe I shouldn't reveal this. Uh, no, no. I mean, no. Let's people, just people come on. here to to you know get a glimpse behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, we're, see, we're very see candid how we get about the squirt our... in the cans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, large volumes uh, all at one time. Yeah. Um, we just like rain it. We just have all the cans open, and then we just like rain it down in torrents. Yeah, uh, and you might say. Isn't a lot of it going to, like, wash off the sides and down on the ground? Here's the thing. There's a special circulation system. And so it goes down and then it rains back again. Yeah. So no squirt is lost. Yeah, we have a zero, zero percent loss ratio. Um, yeah. No evaporation. Uh, yeah, it's nothing. a very enclosed uh, environment. Yeah. Uh, so... But yeah, anyway, we, we basically just spin a wheel for the ghost drivers thing. <clears throat> We're just kind of like, spin the wheel. We're talking about letting AI just pick it now yeah. that that's become a little more. Um, yeah. Uh, what we used to do is we would go to Wikipedia and we would just click, give me a, an article over and over again until finally an anime would show up. Yeah. The first anime. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we just we go to Google. Do you remember at the beginning where we would go to Google and we were like, "Ghost Divers"? Uh, we're gonna name the podcast "Ghost Divers," and then we're yeah. gonna choose the anime by googling "Ghost Divers" and going to images, and then scrolling like until we found an image, like an anime image. Yeah, that that took a long time. Um, yeah, I would say we're much we're a lot more efficient now. Uh, and it, it seemed to worked out. It seemed to have worked out, uh, but nonetheless, um, yeah, that was a much bigger sponsorship deal with Squirt for for Puton. Um, <clears throat> Verner's was was in there at the last like it really came down to Verner's and uh and Squirt. Yeah. Uh, but. There was just like a that that summer home clause where they were gonna you know, we each get a summer home. Yeah. Out of it. That's really um That's where it's at. I think that's what, what pushed over the edge for me at least. Yeah. Um also financing my uh our trips to Montreal. That was pretty cool. Yeah, how did that go? Also, congrats. I'm, I'm assuming you still got engaged. <laughs> I, guess, I guess this is awkward if something happened there. Yeah, this is where I tell you that it didn't go so well. Uh, uh, no, it, I am engaged. It, it went okay. great. <laughs> did, was it like in a special spot? Like, did you like climb the mountain and get engaged up there? Or was it just like a chill thing? It was really chill. So basically, we did it at Cirque du Soleil. Okay. Yeah, so uh, right now they've got, like, Cirque du Soleil Echo in Montreal. Yeah. Um, so most of our trip was, like, was Cirque du Soleil, honestly. Um, so we saw, it th- we saw it three times. I was really excited. Yeah. Um, and on the third time, so there's a part in the performance which, like, if you're in Montreal right now, you should go see it because it's absolutely amazing. 
Uh, it gets better each time. Uh, yeah. But there's a part in the performance where they're like, <clears throat> I don't even know how to explain it. Um, they're like linked together by their hair <laughs> and they're like suspended in midair. Right. So like one person is like suspended by their feet and then yeah. that person's hair has like a hook and then the other person's hair is hooked onto that hook. And then that per- the second person is just dangling. Uh, but I mean, they're also doing like, you know, uh, gymnastics and, and uh, they're performing as well. I don't know how that's possible, <clears throat> but basically yeah, sounds, this sounds uh, like a literal headache. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, like God, for I'm the sh- performers, yeah. Yeah, I mean, talk about a cervicogenic headache. <laughs> Just waiting to happen there. Um, can't be good for you. But uh, I'm sure there's like, I don't know. I'm sure there's something in there that, there's some way they do it that does not strain the like second does not strain their necks as much as it appears to. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, so anyway, so we saw Cirque du Soleil th- uh, twice. And then the third time I had arranged, <clears throat> we were sitting in like the front row. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had arranged with them, like they made the proposal, like part of the performance. Um, yeah. When I called them f- to do this, it was just a total shot in the dark. I didn't like, yeah. Who's ever thought that you could have Cirque du Soleil, like, be part, you know, proposed during the middle of Cirque du Soleil. Uh, But they were, like, totally cool with it. It just costs, like, $50 Canadian. Um, Wow, that's only, like, $40 US. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. The exchange rate, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, So then the part, like when they were like ending the part where their hair was hooked together. Uh, so basically they had stored the ring in their hair and when they like unhooked their hair, uh, I, I, I don't know how they do it, did it. The gymnastics were incredible, but they like the ring, like f- fell out on just like the right trajectory to come to like the front of the stage where we were kind of sitting. It like clattered mm-hmm. to the ground. Uh, and I just like, so that was my cue. So I just like got up yeah. on stage and I grabbed the ring. Uh, and Sarah was just, like trying to hold me back. Like, what are you like, what are you doing? You can't get on stage. Yeah. Uh, but then I was like, I just, uh, I was like, no, no, no. And I got on stage and then I proposed right there. Um, and then she said, yes. So I'm now officially engaged. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty chill. It, it was. It was super chill. Yeah. Um, probably. And then the rest of the trip, mainly just fishing. Yeah. As you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. When in Montreal, go <laughs> yeah, fishing. When in, yeah, fish in the St. Lawrence River. Yeah. Uh, they're honestly, like, I was surprised by how good the fishing was. Um, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah. Um, there's some, did there's you, some really good bass in there. Did, did, did you like, did you catch a boot at some point? Like just a boot? 
a boot. Yeah. Like or like, like or like a a, a tin can. <clears throat> um, for a second, I thought you were making like a Canadian dialect joke. Like, did no, I catch no. a boot in Canada? No. <laughs> um, it's I it it's more. Oh, and this is the thing. This is why people from Canada will say that they don't say a boot, and while pe- people from the U.S. say a boot, um, and living in the the. Upper Peninsula, I, the Upper Peninsula accent is, like, the same as the Canadian accent, um, like, especially the, like, uh, Newfoundland area, um, but it's actually, like, there's a, this little bit of, like, a lilt going on, and so it's, like, about, and, and to, to, like, U.S. speakers, about, we hear, we just hear the, like, about, about, oot, about, uh, because it's usually said, like, quicker than I'm doing, um, but that's actually what's happening is it's similar to like a lilt in, in Irish. Um, anyway, no, I, I just think it's really funny. Like you're like watching a cartoon or something, you know, and someone's like fishing and they throw the line out and then they think they like got a good catch and they like reel it in. And then it's just like an old leather boot. No, you know? I, that did not happen to me, but that did happen <sighs> in, in Cirque du Soleil. Okay. That was like okay. part of the performance. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. They just like wheeled out a, uh, uh, one of those like above ground pools. Yeah. And then they were all just like, there was like five or six of them, like on the ceiling, just like casting, like fly fishing into it. Yeah. Um, was there, was there any part where they like then had the hook, like they like cast it as if it was going to go in the water, but it actually like looped back up to the ceiling and caught onto something. And then they swung on it. Cause that would be really cool. I don't think I don't think they could even do that. Okay. I think that's that might be beyond Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Sounds like you had a pretty boring trip then. <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty it was pretty chill, like I said. Yeah. Um Yeah, I was like so I didn't hear any of boots, but maybe the reason why is because it's Montreal. Uh and everybody speaks French. Yeah, everyone speaks yeah. French. <laughs> um <laughs> so uh, there could have been a boots in there, but they were just like, you know, French instead. Yeah. Um, it was funny though. Cause so I, I, I do really like Montreal. Um, it has like a, it has a special place in my heart. Um, and, uh, but it had been a while since I'd been back. Yeah. And, so this time coming back, I was like a lot more conscious of the fact that it that it is like a francophone city, um, yeah, and like that history to it. <clears throat> so I went in. Uh, I was like, well, you know, I'm conscious of the fact that I'm a tourist, but like I respect this place. Um, so I'm gonna try to be like, uh, you know, like. Uh, respectful of the of the language issue, um, and also where we were staying, our Airbnb was in like a very it's a very francophone neighborhood, um, uh, Petite Patrie, and so I started out. I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna instead of starting every conversation by just speaking English, uh, and you know, therefore like presuming uh, and imposing my you know English." Um, I'm gonna yeah. start. I'm gonna start out with like a prepackaged French phrase, 
uh, like, you know, respectfully asking if we can speak in English. <clears throat> um, so what was funny is I, I was like wandering around the city being like, est-ce que je, est-ce que je peux parler anglais? And literally everyone was just like, yeah, you fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> you don't need to like ask that. Yeah, just start speaking English because like you're confusing me more <laughs> by speaking in bad French, asking if you can speak English when like this is going like this conversation is going to English. No, like regardless. Yeah. Uh, so I, I did reach a certain point where I was like um, in like my demure, very like demurely just like leading with English uh, and no one seemed to care. Yeah. Uh, when I was there, uh, you know, a couple weeks before you, I definitely had some where, where I led with the, you know, French um, and got like, some, sometimes I would have to say it a second time because they'd be yes. like briefly confused because my pronunciation is just not there. And you're, um, you're asking to speak English, but you're like starting yeah. in French. And they're yeah. so like customer service people there are like so dialed into like that immediate decision tree of like English or French. And then if you like throw a wrench in it, it's like really, uh, it's like really problematic. (laughs) Uh, But so, but I like some of the places that I went, I would ask that. And then they would like go in the back and get someone who spoke English. So I did still have like some scenarios where I, where I encountered people who did not in service industry, like did not speak English. Um, but it it also varied depending on like the place I was going to. I feel right. like yeah, um, the tour like old Montreal, the touristy areas. It's going to be a lot more like people are just expecting you to speak English. Yeah. Um, when we were there, we were sort of around like the the Chinatown area. Um, yep. So which is so, right next to old Montreal. Yeah. Um, but. There were some, it was interesting because it was like, depending on where we would go in. Um, and I, I also had the moment of like, uh, cause we also went into like some of the various places in like Chinatown. Uh, and I was like, it's Did you incredible. get the Korean hot dog? Uh, no, though we actually got a Korean hot dog this weekend in Chicago. Okay. Um, but, uh, I was just thinking about like the extra layer uh, like obviously go to like a Chinese restaurant here in Chicago and they also have to learn how to speak English, um, and like have to be bilingual. Uh, but then there, I was just like, all these people are trilingual, like, yeah. uh, in a way that I didn't always encounter with just like, um, going to like a, a small stand that's going to like have some good food, but you know, there's only like two people working there. Um, and then there I would like frequently encounter like, oh, this is like, they just speak French here. Um, every, like, even if it was a small place in China, I was like, everybody speaks like at least three languages here. (laughs) Yeah. It's extremely Um, impressive. Yeah. Um, I had that same thought, um, because I, I was at a, uh, so we didn't like an omokase, uh, meal and, uh, the servers, uh, I believe one of the servers was like Chinese and one was uh, from like Miami. Um, so we like spoke Spanish. Yeah. Uh, but then they like, I don't know how much Japanese they knew, 
but it was at least like instructions were given to them in Japanese. <laughs> uh, and they were like, con- like responding to the like chef uh, in Japanese. And I was like, okay, yeah. you probably know four languages, yeah. uh, which is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. But I guess. Uh, impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. But, uh, you know, also from the perspective of in American where I think we're, we're, I don't want to say the worst country because, you know, there's a lot of countries out there. Uh, yeah. But as far as like bilingualism, uh, you know, it's not uh, amongst like white Americans, especially uh, <laughs> not common uh, as opposed to like, if you live in like, you know, the Netherlands or Belgium or something, you're probably speaking three languages just because you live there. You grew up there. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, um, I had a couple other <clears throat> thoughts about my trip that I wanted to share with you. Um, well, one thing I wanted to ask is what, what the best thing you ate was. Oh God. That's, t- that is tough. Um, the omokase was really, uh, was probably like the nicest and best. Um, there was like a, a Gindara, uh, like dish that they gave us there. Uh, that was really, really nice. Um, but also I want to call out, there is a place in, um, God, I'm really not doing them justice because I'm going to forget the name. Uh, but I was very intoxicated. Uh, there is a place in, uh, Plateau Montreal, a dumpling restaurant. Uh, that's like a straight up like dumpling restaurant. Um, and, uh, those were probably the best dumplings I've ever had in my life. Um, <clears throat> when we were there, we got uh, Le Superbe Qualité, uh, was the name of the restaurant, which uh, I was uh, somewhat skeptical of. This is just like a thing. Like, if you're like, the brand name is like Tasty Chips, I'm like, I doubt, I'm like <laughs> doubting be. this now. Like, why, why do you have to call it that? Like, what are you trying yeah, to hide? Yeah, you- yeah. Yeah, Someone writes, yeah. like, it's delicious on their, like, packaging. And I'm like, mm, is it, though? I feel like you I feel like you don't need to tell me that it's delicious. If it was, you'd be more confident. You wouldn't feel yeah. the need to, <laughs> to, to try to uh, influence my perception of this thing uh, yeah. in advance. Uh, but it was a, a, an Indian restaurant. Um, and we went to, like, the little outpost one that's, like, I don't know if the main restaurant is all street food, but this one was. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it was just like a lot of it w- was. We got like a feast, and it, it was basically all good. Uh, the thing that I like the most is dosa. Do you know dosa? Um, uh, it's like the the like flatbread thing, the bread that's like on the griddle. Yeah, it's like a. Um, it's almost like a pancake, but it's it's like a savory pancake. Um, so it was like a fermented batter, and. You know, it was just like the standard, uh, like, I feel like one of the most basic ones is you just have like the spiced potatoes inside. Um, like you have the like aloo filling. Um, and so it was just that with like, you know, a little tiny curry and like chutney and stuff. Um, but they, in a way that like, usually I enjoy a dosa, but sometimes you get the dosa that's like 
too, a little bit too crisp. And it's just like breaks apart constantly. Right. Like you, you, you go to like eat it and it's like, it was like pliable when they wrapped it, but then it like got a little bit harder and it's like, it like shatters as you're eating it, you know? Yeah. Too um, much dryness. Yeah. We're and sometimes you get it and it it's like, it's not like quite to the level of like injera, but it's like, it's like soft. It's, you don't get any of that like, like spongy. Yeah. And you kind of just get this like spongier thing. And this was perfect in that like, it had that soft texture. It did not like you could like cut it and it would just sort of like cut through as if it was soft, but then you would bite into it and you'd still get the like crisp cracking of like the outer layer. Um, and it was like really only when you were eating it where it would like start crunching. And I don't know how they like nailed that perfect position uh, where like in cutting it, you could vaguely kind of tell, oh, this is crispy. But like, it's not like breaking apart in the way that like something really crispy often will. It's not like shattering when you cut it with the knife or like the fork or whatever. Uh, but as you chew it, you like have that sensation of like, you know, something kind of crispy. But you also get that soft. It was incredible. Uh, it was just like the perfect cooked dosa. It was um, super quality. Sounds yeah. Like. So, um, but like all the dishes that we got were good. <clears throat> I um, did see that place on my Google maps when I was like navigating around looking for all the, <clears throat> at, you know, at every juncture when we were trying to find a restaurant and, uh, I saw the place and I was like, I bet that place is good. Uh, and now I'm regretting that, yeah. that we didn't go. <clears throat> um, but the other sure one we'll is, uh, we went to get, um, bagels from, uh, the Fairmont bagels. Oh, yep. Yep. We went there. Um, which we, we went to both of them, and I like Fairmont uh, more because they have the cumin seed ones, which are actually primarily like fennel, I think, but there is some cumin there as well. Um, and that's just like a. If I want like a Montreal style bagel, that's the one that I want because it's like you're not going to get that other places. Um, and right next, it was like two doors down or something. Well, we just case. walked by. Um, it was just like a, a window onto the street and it was a guy who was just selling like Chinese takeout, uh, containers just oh, filled with gnocchi. The, the gnocchi. Yeah. We got that yeah. also. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. The, you didn't hit Walensky's though. Um, I don't think so. Walensky's is right. Like on that, a little further down. Uh, and it's like <clears throat> the classic, like. One of the classic like delis or whatever. Um, oh yeah, uh, that's a super cool neighborhood, Mile End. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, uh, great food. Uh, <laughs> Chinese food containers of gnocchi. Um, I do have a couple. <clears throat> I have a couple things to say uh, about this. Like, okay, I would say like against Canada. Uh, which I'll preface Canada, by saying, we're coming for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've already said I love Montreal. Uh, so, you know, no, no, this criticism should not be taken as a slight against the city. Uh, I do like poutine. But if you have a problem with Cincinnati style chili and and you think poutine is an acceptable food item. Like, fuck you. <laughs> because, like, don't, like, there is no don't fucking pretend. way that, yeah, don't pretend. Like, poutine's a fucking mess. 
Like that food item is ridiculous uh, to like such a higher degree than since day chili. Um, and even though it is tasty, like it's a fucking mess. Let's not even like yeah. pretend it's not. Uh, also, we drove through Toronto on the way. We stopped in Toronto one night. <clears throat> um, Toronto, uh, the one night we spent there, very cool. Uh, it, it is a really cool city. But good lord, the outskirts of Toronto are fucking ghastly. It's like someone was like, it's like someone tried to make a worse Orlando. <laughs> It, it like made me depressed just driving through it. Uh, and that's the second time I've been through it. Uh, like the suburbs or whatever, exurbs, whatever you want to call it. Like if you drive 20 minutes outside of Toronto and then you just like have to get off to get gas or something. Oh my God. It's so, yeah. it's so bad. It's so, so bad. Uh, so I'm sorry, Toronto. Like, the city is cool, but the outskirts, it makes no sense. Like, how it's laid out. It's so the, fucking ugly. It's terrible. The other thing that I think is just, like, my understanding is that the housing market is, like, absolutely fucked in Toronto, where also probably the houses, like, there are just, like, ridiculously expensive. Oh, yeah. We went through, we stopped in Markham, Toronto, on the way back. And uh, I've I've since learned that Markham was basically like you know a more rural area, uh, yeah. that now like a bunch of for tax evasion a bunch of major corps have headquartered in. We drove in. I was like, where the fuck am I? This is like one street is like rural, and then the next street is like McMansions, and it's just like yeah. a wild patchwork like that. It made no sense. It was deeply uncomfortable. Thank you for joining us today. Next time we'll be reading chapter 43 from volume two. You can find the full schedule at exporter.io slash Pudon schedule. If you have questions for us, send the ghost at spot at gmail.com. Uh, you can get early access to episodes of this podcast. Many others will become a $1 patron of the network at exporter.io. I listen a week before the public feeds. Or for $5, you get exclusive access to bonus episodes uh, from a variety of podcasts on the network, especially coffee and comic books podcasts where they actually talk about the comics most of the time. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend. They can find the free feed at exporter.io. <clears throat> export odd.io slash Bhutan or by searching buttoning Bhutan on their podcast of choice. If you like listening to us talk, we do a lot more of that over at Ghost Divers. You can find it at export odd.io slash Ghost Divers by searching for Ghost Divers on your podcast of choice. You can find the show at Ponder Bhutan on Twitter or just at Bhutan on Coast. You can find me at Fox Mom Nia on Twitter and Coast or you can check my pinned tweet or pinned post to find links to all of my podcasts. I might change this because I'm just like not really on Ghost at all. But anyway, uh, where can people find you, Connor? Uh, you'll come find me on uh, at Rebel on Twitter and co-host. I'm very much on co-host, so yeah, just go for uh, it. And our opening theme is Ningen Nondai by Yoshida Takaro, and taking us out today is Soul Man by Sam and Dave. Class, Class dismissed. dismissed.